2: Hey guys, Ah, good morning, getting ready to jump in my truck, that's right, tune in again to Turf Radio, you guys turning in, Turf Radio, that's right, the only radio station dedicated, the right, that's right, good stuff here, great stuff with Corey Ballard for sure, bringing us good stuff. I am on my way to pick up the boys again. That's right. We go to work every day, Monday through Friday, the carpool. Are you checking us out? Are you checking out all the cool topics we have in the morning? All the things that we're talking about? All the places that we're going? Jeff Hessa, Michael Bright, Corey Ballard, Adam Linneman. That's right. All these guys, you want to jump in on the carpool every morning with us? Hey, you should. You should jump in with us because lots of cool stuff going on lots of things happening in the green industry I got some really cool stories I can't wait to tell the guys when they jump on I'm gonna even start maybe maybe even start with you guys as I'm driving up the highway that's right that's right driving up the highway going to go to work today's a Wednesday beautiful hump day remember hump day they still talk they still say hump day do they they still use that hump day term? Uh, I'll tell you what, big day, yesterday was a tough day for me, and a lot of you guys might, I don't know if you, if you work with other contractors, if you're counting on other contractors to help you out, uh, like I am, uh, it's tough when, uh, when you come to a crossroads, you know, we come to, you come to a, a, an idea where, you know, or a time of the, of the relationship where you're not sure whether or not it can move forward, sometimes it, it doesn't, you know, Sometimes you can move forward, sometimes you you have to you, you have to step back and other times uh, some bad stuff happens <laughs> like today yesterday that this week I've been working on a project with a with a general contractor down here. I told you uh, Florida, you need to have a general contractor on all the jobs you know you can't unless you're just doing one thing, but if you're doing a bunch of different things, you have to have a general contractor on your project and you have to they have to be licensed, insured bonded the whole nine yards, and then they can disperse all the different work that goes on, the pavers, lighting, pool, everything that you're thinking of. Well, I hired a guy that said, and he, you know, said, that said he is a general contractor. He just got his license, and he's ready to move forward. Turns out he got took his test to get his license, but he didn't actually get his license. And down here in Florida, no matter who you are, you can get your license but you have to prove that you've worked in the field for three years. Apprenticeship—you guys know about that, right? Talking about apprenticeship, you know, and, the, and they take you serious here, and they—they they want you to—they want you to—they want to know that you put in your time down here and you know what you're doing. Anybody can take a test, right? We've heard stories, horror stories. I remember get the ICPI. I'm taking a test for the international inter- uh, interlocking. Um, what am I saying? Uh, paving institute right the icpi interlocked concrete paving institute anyway i remember sitting next to going through a class sitting next to a girl i said hey you have your own paving company she says no i'm just taking a test for my boyfriend so he can get his license that's kind of crazy isn't it how can you do that you can't do that for for for, uh for somebody else got to do it for you got to do for your for your own company right so, anyway, I'm talking to this guy, you know, and, he, and he's doing, he's a general contractor. He's going to sign up for us. Well, it turns out he can't. He has to hire another person to be a GC on our project. Well, how cool, how uncool was that? Anyway, we got this other person involved. Turns out that the job went on for, you know, trying to get the, the everything to put together. And uh, he decides to back out after I give him deposits for everything. He backed out of the job. Okay, it's all right. Listen, if you don't, you don't have to work on a project if you don't want to, right? You do not have. If you decide, we talk about this. Jeff Jeff Essert says it's the most profitable word in business. Is the answer is no. Even if you get into it and you decide you need to walk away for any other reasons, any reason, whether it's health or a stress or whatever it is, if you want to back out. Absolutely, it is your prerogative to back out of a position, out of a job. However, you have to make sure you do the right, you back out the right way. You can't just leave and drop everything. You have to make sure if you made commitments and responsibilities, you have to stand up to your responsibilities. You have to be you have to be responsible as a contractor or that legacy just follows you. If you're going to jump into a job and jump out of a job, You just have to do it the right way. You have to cover all of your bases. Well, this fella didn't. And what do I mean by that? We gave him a deposit. His name is William Avila. Avila Construction. I don't have a problem talking about him, and I don't mind talking about him on the air because he did the wrong thing. And I want to make sure that you guys don't do the wrong thing. He took money from us. He took almost $7,000 of money for a deposit, and he backed out of the job on his own, because of health reasons, he says, which he's just because he was stressed, which is fine like I said, but he, he refuses to give the deposit back. He's blaming it on the fact that he put money, he put time into this, the job. It's ridiculous. So, unfortunately, he's got a case of fraud. This is fraud. I mean, this is, you can't take somebody's money, I can't. you can't take a contractor's money and just decide not to give it back. You want to job run out of a job? You're more than welcome. Go ahead and get out of the job. Give the money back. If you put money down on some material, whatever material cost it is, and that material is going to be used for the job, absolutely, that's part of the money. Listen, just hand over the material, or if it's a deposit on a job that you can't on a project or on material that you can't get back for restocking, that's fine. We, we don't want the material from you and there's a restocking fee fine but you can't take the money and run <laughs> you can't you ain't Steve Miller <laughs> you can't take the money and run I mean it's the bottom line right so what's happening here is this we decide and it's a shame because we've written letters to this fella we said hey you got to give the money back there's no it is what it is you're more than welcome to jump out of the job it's fine but you got to give the money back nope he decides to cut us all off. He decides that he, in his mind, will give us back $2,000 out of the almost $7,000 that we gave him. Why? Because he feels as he deserved it. Because he feels he deserved it. It's not in the contract. By the way, you know when you write a contract, the contract is what everything you outline inside those that, that piece of paper or that contract that is what is golden. That's the law. That's the rule, right? Just like the label is the law on your fertilizing. The la- the law is what is written and what is signed for, what the customer signed for. If you would have, wrote, if he would have written, I am going to work on this project, and any time, anything that I do on this project, all the time that I spend is billable hours. And if I decide later on to jump out of this job, then I should be reimbursed for the time that I spent. Okay, we signed for that. If we signed for that, then yes, then, it would be, then that's fine. But we didn't. That wasn't part of his negotiation. He was hired to do a job that he didn't do. He backed out. It's fraud. I mean, you guys see this, right? This is just simply fraud. You can't do this. People go to jail for taking deposits and not returning the money all the time. Pool companies. I've heard of people in jail for pool that, that sold pool. They go around and they sell a pool. They take a deposit and never show up. They go to jail. It's a federal offense. You guys cannot do this. Bottom line. All right. So, unfortunately, I'm the, the project manager of the job. Not the general contractor. The project manager. I designed the job. I wrote the check. Now I get stuck having to go and find this money. So, he d- refuses to talk to me. Of course he does because he doesn't want to pay me and he knows that I'm tough and he knows that I'm going to stick by the letter of the law to make sure that he is responsible because that's what I do. I'm a responsible person myself and I expect for you to be responsible as well. Well, William, I'm sorry to tell you, but within a week, you're going you're to be confronted by the police department of Plantation. We're going, they're going to knock on the door and they're going to say, William Avila, of Villa Construction, of Boca Raton, you are under arrest for f- suspicion of fraud. You're going to be turned around. They're going to put handcuffs on you. And guess what? You're going to go to jail for the night. If you've never been in jail before, buddy, <laughs> you're going to be scared to death. And it's a shame. I don't want to ruin your life. We just want to get our money back. I didn't pay you for your time, Right. Think about this, guys. What do you think about this? Has this ever happened to you? Have you ever been stuck in a position where you've done the right thing? You've you've laid out the information that you want to lay, that they, that you're supposed to, you know, all the stuff that you're supposed to be doing and all the, the work, the relationship that you're going to have, and then you just simply get screwed. I don't know. I guess we're going to find out. Looks like we are we're, uh, we don't have anybody getting ready to pick up this. Does, does everybody want to take the day off? It's hump day. There's not one person. I know Michael Bright's tough. He's taking on a serious job over at FAU right here in Boca. Well, that's not right here. That's the next town up. In Boca, he's handling the sports field there. They've got a big spring football game coming up. I know, Michael Bright, I know if you're listening. I know you're busy, and I understand that you're not getting out. But that's good. All right. At least you're not taking the day off, right? Jeff Hassa? what are you up to? Corey Ballard, what are you guys doing? Adam Lenneman, it's a shame. I got nobody in the carpool today. Anybody want to join in? You're more than welcome to call in. Are you gonna leave me by myself in the car? It's lonely in this car. Right? I don't want to hit any people, you know? I don't want to hit somebody. Come on. Let's let's see if I can if I'm beeping. This is what we do. When we go up to someone's door, right? We beep on the door, and we do this and we say, Hey, are you home? Jeff Vessa, you home? Corey Ballard, you home? I don't know. I'd like to get some comments on this. It's a pretty good topic. But we'd like to find out more about what, if this if this kind of stuff has ever happened to you. It's interesting. It's interesting that uh, that you have to go through this. So, you know, th- this is all part of b- being in business. You know, these are the things... This, we're talking about being... It, it, creating a good relationship. You know, you want to have good relationships with your customers. You want to make sure that you guys are on the same page. You want to have a good relationship with your... Um, with the people that you work with, you want to be able to trust them. You want to know that they're going to be there for you, especially when you are the person in, responsible. You're the person responsible for the job. Does that make sense? You guys want to make sure that you guys are responsible for that, you know, and make sure you have a good relationship with these people. You know, so it's a shame. And it's not something that I want to do is I wanted to get this guy in or ruin his life. But it's, it's you know, it's it's not it's not all about that. But it looks like I got somebody here. It looks like uh, is this is this Jeff Hessa? Looks like an eight. Hello, with Jeff Hessa. Hey, Jeff Hessa. Nice to see you, buddy. Go, Jump on in the car. Go,
3: good morning.
2: I thought I was going to be driving today by myself.
3: Listen, I'll try to never leave you hanging unless I'm uh, you know knee deep in a trench somewhere or whatever on a job site. But I'm uh, in my office wrapping up some stuff from yesterday. Yeah. Uh, and then I got to hit the road. Yeah, I got an install with a contractor today. Yeah, this man. morning, little install. And know, then I got to head down to the shore. Teacher seminar tonight.
2: Oh, that's that's cool. You know, you you think that everything's going to be just fine when you're building a relationship with a with a new client, right? You always think that everything's going to be fine, and then you're running the thing. Did were you have you been listening to to what I've been talking about?
3: It's an interesting. It's, yeah, it just yeah, mad. someone's pulling a. Pulling a fast one on you, huh?
2: It's just, uh, it's unbelievable, Jeff. I mean, like, you, you do the best thing you can, you know, you try to put things together, try to build a good relationship with somebody, and it's understandable. Listen, like I said, you can say no, you can back out anytime you want, but you got to do the right thing.
3: You know, what have you... So let me, let me get you, let me ask you a question. Let me get this straight here. My understanding is that this guy who you gave the deposit to, right? Yep. Um, he was the contractor, correct, to do the job?
2: He was a general contractor, correct.
3: General contractor. Now, you're telling me that this guy actually didn't have the license, though? He didn't have the license. Someone else had the license?
2: At first, when I met him, he told me he was a general contractor. I met him at the Boca Chamber of Commerce, and he represented himself as a general contractor, a licensed general contractor. So when, yep. we, when we were getting ready to do this job, he's like, I can do this. And it turns out what he was doing is he was actually taking a series of tests that you that are required in the state of Florida to, to be, get your license. And he knew that he was getting ready to pass them. He thought he would get right. his license after he was done, after he got the pass. So he didn't tell oh. me. So now – then he passed the right. test, and then they said, oh, okay, you passed. Now you have to – work for somebody for three years or prove that you work for somebody three years before we actually give you your workable license. So he didn't have right. his license. So all of a sudden that he got so smacked. He, so that. he
3: didn't have the proof that he worked for a licensed contractor. Nope. Right? So You're saying he didn't have that proof. So after all that work, he didn't have the proof that he worked for someone for three years as a, like of sort of like an apprenticeship type ex- of thing, correct?
2: Ex- exactly, exactly. So that's what happened. So he had a friend that was a that was already an established general contractor here. Um, her name was yep. Virginia. I Can't remember who, what it was, but she, he convinced he had convinced her to put her name on the job so that he his oh, bill, oh. yeah. So that's what happened, and then what happened when he backed out.
3: So the so the, so the plot thickens. I see, huh? Oh yeah,
2: yeah. When he back when he backed out, she didn't have any. Re- and he wouldn't. Gi- I didn't have her information. He wouldn't. He wouldn't give it to me. I mean, I could have gotten it from the township. I'm sure, but he wouldn't give me the information. And she, and he and she. He said that she was having some health issues, which probably is probably true that she didn't want to get involved. Right. She just had to carry the license. But the thing is, when when he get backed out, she didn't. You know, he was with her; she was with him, so she backed yep. out too. So all of a sudden, they're gone. So he
3: misre- So first of all, he misrepresented himself in the beginning as saying he's licensed because yep. he put the, the the buggy before the horse. Basically, figured, oh well, you know, I'm going to get through this and no big deal, and nobody will be uh, none the wiser. And come to find out, it backfired on him because he didn't have the three year apprenticeship under his belt. Although he passed the test,
2: yeah, yeah, and like I said, anybody can pass a test. You study hard enough, you can so, pass the so test. So
3: they basically what happens is they they so when they review his application, they look and say, "Well, wait a minute, you passed the test, but who are the who did you work for?" licensed for three years who was that person that you worked under correct they
2: want to know that you have mechanical skills besides you know uh, educational skills yes they want to know Instead that of it
3: being just lip service they want to know that you actually did something abs- right? absolutely
2: and i think that's great that's great <laughs> i mean seriously so this guy, oh, no. he backed out. I mean, we have a trail. You know me. I keep everything, and we have a trail of sure. emails. He wrote in his last email back in November, November he said he's backing out because he's stressed out about the project, which is fine. And he offered back a certain amount of money, less the, deposit that he, the restocking fee for the, uh, the trellises that he, that he said he put a, uh, that he put a deposit down upon. Well, I said, listen. I'm happy to pay f- for the restocking fee or I'll buy the I'll buy the trellises. Send me the receipt so that transfer yep. everything to me. He wouldn't do it. He would not give me the receipt. Uh, he said, I'll handle 80. it from now because guess what? 80. He, 80. Did, he didn't put the money down. So, yeah, he didn't. Yeah, it's a shame. He's a scumbag. He's a scumbag. Right now, we
3: call them in New Jersey, right? We call them scumbags.
2: I know. That's right. So I'm, right? I'm, I'm. Um, happy- listen,
3: I'm not sugarcoating anything here. When you're from Jersey, you don't sugarcoat anything here. He's a scumbag. He's a
2: scumbag, and and he does. And guess what? Now it's a shame. I'm not a guy that wants to ruin anybody's life, but I tried talking sure. to him. He will not talk to me. And he basically said, "I'm going to give you back two thousand dollars." He told the homeowner, mm-hmm. "I'm not dealing with Darren." I will give you back two thousand dollars, and now he's writing emails saying that we agreed on that. Nobody agreed on it. We have an agreement that he was supposed to pay us back the, in full minus five hundred dollars, as long as he provided right. a receipt, and he hasn't. So his name is William Avila from Avila Construction in Boca Raton. I could tell. I would even tell the address. I, geez, I'll I tell you what. Don't don't mess with me.
3: <laughs> don't, don't. So now you got to get a lawyer. Now listen, you got to get a lawyer. Oh, no, I don't have to get a great. lawyer.
2: No. So this is a, this is a clear case of fraud. So check this out. Okay. So I call it – so actually he's on 433 Plaza Real Suite 275 Boca Raton. 33 uh, – 33434. I don't care. This guy ripped me off. And that's – you don't – We. that's what we do here. We'll expose you. Listen, if you're good, if a good contractor, we'll be honest. But if not, we're going to expose the crap out of you. I, he's a piece of shit as far as I'm concerned, and that guy should not be – should not get his license. So anyway – so, wow. listen, we do the best thing we can. We, You know that, Jeff. We all work hard. Look how hard you work to do the best thing, and then you get guys well, like you this. Well, you know
3: what? Also, your reputation is almost is everything, man. And, and, and when you're out trying to do business, you know, how do you get referral business if you, um, you know, if you have a shit reputation? Right. So you really have to have – got to keep a stellar reputation. you got to keep, uh, you know, obviously you're going to do the best that you can and, and do, you know – um, do what's right. Do what's right, what you said you're going to do. That's, That's all right. you know. We used to be able to do a handshake. I used to be able to do a handshake and say, hey, I'm going to get this done. And guys would do that, you know, old school, like my father. He's in business. He'd give you a handshake. You know, they have a little, little contract, but he would get it done. That's right. And nowadays, man, you got these people that are always trying. You know what it is? It's the get-rich-quick guy. Always trying to scheme a buck and not work for it. And there's a lot of that shit that goes around, the get-rich-quick guy. I got a couple of buddies. Well not, they're not buddies anymore, but they were buddies, and they tried pulling that shit on people. And eventually, you know, it catches up with you. And I'm like, look, I don't want nothing to do with you, dude. You know, we might have went to high school together and hung out, but you know what? You're that scumbag, and I'm not associating myself with no you. No way. You can't. So I, you got to cut ties with those people. They're, they're toxic. So That's right. You know, I know a couple of dudes that pulled that shit, and you know what? They went to jail for it. Dude, I went. I'm telling went jail you, for I knew guys that yeah, used to p-
2: take deposits for pools, and they went to jail. Yep. They, for a big landscaping, they went to jail. It's fraud, and it's a federal offense. So I called the police. You know, you know, a civil case and a criminal case are two different things. Because you're going to press yeah. charge against somebody for criminal doesn't mean you're going to get some money back. You have to go to civil court, mm-hmm. right? So you know all that. And two, right. okay, you can get two different uh, decisions in that case. But I called the police department yesterday. They said, and I called Boca, and they said that's fraud. And they said you got to call the township that you know where you guys contracted the job. So I had to go back to Plantation down in uh, South Florida to to, to, uh, to find out what it is uh, to do to do what I had to do. And so I called them up, and they took the report, and they said, you know what? Unless he can prove, which he's not going to be able to, unless he can prove that he but- did any work for that job, it's fraud, and which means that now they'll make a determination within a week. And if they determine that he it is a case of fraud, they will pick him up. They will go to his place wow. of business. They'll go to his house. They'll knock on his door. They'll say, William Avila of Avila con- uh, Construction in Boca Raton, <laughs> in Plaza Real, you are under arrest for fraud. He's going to shit his pants. <laughs> That's all uh-huh. to it. He's going to shit his pants. He thinks he's getting over on somebody. He's, he's Bullied.
3: They, listen, when they do that, when they do that in here, do they put that put that in the newspaper? Oh also? yeah, because I know around here they'll they'll put that in the newspaper. Everything, and they'll. And they'll let everybody know that this person, you know, is under, was under arrest or locked up for for fraud You're or screwed. for you know, uh, you know, taking deposits and walking off and not, you know, obviously fulfilling the work and dude, you can't. Um, do unfortunately, that. a lot of that a lot of that happens.
2: It does happen, and you and we. It's got to stop. And the, and the townships, no matter what, they listen. They want to make sure. That's why they put you under under serious scrutiny for three three years, making sure you have worked in this in, in this industry because people, especially down here. Remember, peep, this guy. Uh, this guy. By the way, there's nothing wrong with that, I'm not prejudiced at all. But he's from Venezuela, okay. And a lot of people come to Florida from Venezuela, from Cuba. These and yep. these people come from out of the country and they want to work. Absolutely, God bless them. I, as far as I'm concerned, I think anybody, as long as they're doing everything up right. by the up and up, they absolutely right, can. sure. But we're on the
3: up and up. You want enjoy the American dream? Enjoy right? the as long dream. You're on
2: the up and up. Don't come in right. here and screw us. Don't come don't, in. Here. No,
3: listen, don't try to work the system. I'm a big oh man, I'll tell you what. You want you want to get me fired up. Just talk about people working the system. I'll tell you that right now. Go ahead. That's, I don't tolerate it. Go ahead. At all. Talk to me. Not tell, for
2: a second. Tell me a damn nope. story. Nope. I want to
3: hear it. No. Well no, here well, you know, here's a situation. This goes on in New Jersey. Is you know, you gotta be uh, uh you, to do irrigation or sprinkler systems in the state of New Jersey, you have to be a licensed irrigation contractor. Okay, or CICA, certified irrigation contractor, okay? And in order to get that license, you have to work for someone who has that license for three years. Okay. So you have to work for a CIC for three years, and then you got to study for this test and take this test. And it is a very, very difficult test. Um, It's a lot of math. It's a lot of formulas, frictions, velocities, electrical. I mean, you name it, it's, it's business. It is a four and a half hour arduous test and you better know what you're doing. So, A lot of guys in New Jersey, they do this to get their license so they can charge more money for their skills because they put the time in. They've earned it, you know, and they can go out and do sprinkler systems. Well, then you get these guys and, you know, you call them trunk slammers. They think that because they can glue a pipe together, they know how to do sprinkler systems. They can replace a sprinkler head. So, hey, why not put a sprinkler in? And they come through New Jersey and they shit everything up. They... Don't know how to, you know, design a system. They don't know how to figure out gallons per minute or pressure or friction law. You name it. There's all the things that go into if there's a science behind an irrigation system. People don't understand that. And they come out and then they'll undercut a guy who's licensed. And what do they do? Well, next thing you know, you know, oh, I can do that job for $1,500. And then, you know, you walk in and go, 1500 I can't even get the material for $1,500. How is it this guy is doing it? Well, you know, he has no overhead. He didn't pass his test. He doesn't have his CIC license, and it's illegal for him to be doing the work. But yet, they're doing it. And then guys who are licensed go in and try to compete with that guy, and what happens? Well, the homeowner doesn't know any better. Homeowner just goes with the lowest price because... You know, that's what people do. They, they go, oh, well, unless you can tell me the value of what you're going to bring for that extra money, I'm going to go with the cheap guy, right? Well, then the system doesn't work. It doesn't, you know, it's hitting a neighbor's house. It's shooting in the street. You got brown spots. And then the homeowner scratches his head and goes, well, I wonder why I, that system doesn't work right. right. Why do I got to get someone else in here to do it again? Because you got a guy who's not licensed. And then there's no one policing it. So, for fifteen years you got a license and you got guys running around, you know, New Jersey doing this and no one's policing it. Department of Environmental Protection is supposed to be in charge of it, but they don't care. Their job is to worry about oil spills and big shit, not right. yeah. somebody irrigating the neighbors. you know what I mean? Like D P problem. It's so for a decade and a half at least. There was no police enforcement of this. And then they tried to hire a guy, and he'd schlep around New Jersey, wasting taxpayers' dollars, trying to find guys out there with a shovel in the ground, in it, which is very difficult. You gotta catch them in the scene. And this went on forever. And then every time we'd go to a meeting, we'd say, look, licensed guys, why are you doing this to us? We cannot make a good living at irrigation because you're not enforcing this law, and these guys are undercutting us. Why are you making us be licensed and everybody else is getting away with this? You know, it's just, it's, yeah. it's just disgusting. Well, But finally, in the last year, a couple of years ago, they brought it and they got it to what's called the Department of Community Affairs, which basically boils it down to the local municipality. And now it takes it off the hands of the DEP. And now the municipal guy has to say, okay, if I'm driving around during the day and I see a sprinkler system going in that guy better have his irrigation license on the side of the truck and all the proper documentation, or they're gonna get a fine, and it's gonna be a steep fine, and then they're gonna take you to court over it. So after 15 to 18 years of chasing our tail, they finally brought it to the Department of Community Affairs and they're starting to to police it, which should allow guys in New Jersey to make a living again at doing sprinkler systems against these guys that just show up and think that they can just come into the country and put a shovel and a can of glue in her hand, and put a sprinkler system in the ground. Why, so, why
2: not? That's, again, ask, that's
3: New Jersey in a nutshell.
2: Let me ask you a quick. Why not find the homeowner? Why not find the homeowner? Put it, you know, Make it a law that the homeowner, you, you have to hire up a licensed contractor. If you don't, if you get caught, you're in trouble too. You're partially in trouble. Well,
3: well you know what that would do? No. Um, and unfortunately... That would actually have to make somebody in the state of New Jersey do their job <laughs> and actually um, be held accountable for something, which, you know, it's, it's it's just a big fraudulent state as far as I'm concerned. Um, it's, you know, do as I say, not as I do type of thing. But, yeah, it would never do that. It never, it's just, that's common sense. Why would you do that? Uh, of you, course. You know? I, yeah. 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 That's common sense. Why would you even think about that? Are you kidding me? <laughs> you know, the homeowner should be responsible. You that- know, or listen. And when the guy walks away and doesn't get paid, then what? Do you, you don't, pay, you know, the guy doesn't get paid. Then what do you do?
2: Well, what happens? You know, the loophole there with the, with the homeowner would be that the, it's that they allow the homeowner to be to act as the general contractor. So if you're a general Correct. contractor, Correct. but you should still, you know, here here, even though you're a general <laughs> contractor, you still have to have license. That which is really cool about Florida, you still have to have a licensed person under you to do the job. You can't do, even right. though you're taking it under your job, under your your wing. If you're going to hire somebody else to do par- portions of the job, those people still have to be licensed, which is absolutely cool.
3: yes, right. When you're subcontracting work out, you got to make sure that guy has his proper insurance, his proper licensing or whatever it is. You know, again, why aren't you covering your ass on this? I mean, it's just one of those things. You're just opening yourself up for some sort of, you know, um, legal action. And it's who wants to walk around always looking over their shoulder.
2: Yeah, it's messed, it's messed up, you know. And it, it, you're right. It, 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 I, wish there was a, I wish there was another way. I wish there was another way around this, this thing here because, you know, Renee said to me, she said, Darren, do you want to ruin this guy's life? I'm like, well, think about it. Right now, he's not sorry. Think about this. Today, he's not sorry. He's happy about the, his outcome where he's just going to find $2,000 and give it back to us. That's what he's happy about. But when he gets those handcuffs put on his on his arms, he's gonna all of a sudden be I'm sorry. You know that? It's, oh, always, absolutely, it's always absolutely I know that's gonna happen. He's gonna call me back Darren, I'm so sorry. Would you forgive me? What do you mean now you're sorry? So when do you hey this is your and I've told him I've given your opportunities. You know, so what do I do? What would you do, Jeff at that point? I don't know, looks like looks like we got somebody oh. Okay, what would you do, Jeff?
3: Press charges, yeah, and, and and listen, and and take him all the way to the end. Drive him right into the ground, <laughs> because obviously he's probably. P- He's probably going to pull uh, this shit on somebody else, or already
2: has. Uh, ex- well, yeah, I mean, he hasn't had an opportunity because he just came in. You know, he just started with his with this. But yeah, you're right. If he if he's going to
3: get away who, with it who, today, listen. Who do we just pick up? Who's here? Who's, gonna, on, who's on the line? I'm here? Gonna, let me just
2: pull over real quick and, and just so I don't hit him. Adam littleman Hey, Adam cook What's up, buddy?
1: Hey, good morning, Jeff. Good morning. Jump on, Darren. How are you? In the Good call. morning.
2: Are you listening to this heated conversation?
1: <laughs> I, I was. I was listening, and I have some thoughts. Um, I, I some thoughts and, and a comment. I love it. I love it. it. So, <laughs> as a as a former law enforcement officer of 14 of oh, years, yes, you know, yes, this, this might this might be a civil issue and not even a criminal issue. It Kind of depends on how the police view it. Well, I'll tell you. So that, I'll t- let me just tell you something, that's something to take into consideration. It might just be something you have to hire a lawyer, to go to court over, and they want to arrest them. They'll just. You know, it would have to be a, a civil lawsuit.
2: Well, it's going to be both. Without a doubt, there's going to be there's an opportunity for both, right? So you're not going to get money from criminal charges. Never do. It's a civil case. However, I talked to them yesterday, and they said it's fraud. It could be determined as fraud if he doesn't. If he showed no um, activity of, of doing any work. If he showed nothing, mm-hmm. in other words, if he if he did not take that money and put it down as a p- deposit or if he did not, you know, if he didn't do anything, then, then they're going to say, OK, well, it's fraud. And then that's when they decide that they want to take they're going to press charges against him. So go ahead. Sure.
1: Sure, sure, sure. Um, and then, you know, on kind of a similar note of what you had, but this is like uh, on the business end of things, uh, you know, we had something similar to that to where we you know we were servicing a client's property for Snurmobile here locally. It was a it was a restaurant company and a restaurant and um you know they just decided not to pay us and so we ended up having to sue them and literally one minute before their court time they show up inside my attorney's office with a check in hand, paying just the um just the amount owed, not the attorney's fees. So the, the court case got continued and we are now seeking the attorney's fees just because um, they know they they know they knew they owe us uh, owed us and uh, they they haven't paid up yet and, it, and to me it's the principle so I will I will fight for a very very long time just to just to have the principal um, taken care of and, and be satisfied on that because when you have a contractor doing when you hire a contractor to do work for you and they don't pay you that's just one thing that I just cannot stand.
2: Yeah, absolutely, so, absolutely. Uh, by the way, was it in your contract that if that you have to sue them that you can collect lawyers' fees? Yes, it was. Well, then there you go. Then that's another. Yeah, it has to be in that contract. It looks like we have somebody else jumping in. Who Who is on? Who is this that we're picking up? Is that? Uh, sorry, money some, and Darren's
0: going to sue somebody.
2: Sorry, about, wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. I but, I, I completely but, but I was missed all that. Real quick. I wait a minute. I, but I, but just I was going to stay real. I just want you to tell me real quick. I I accidentally hung up. <laughs> I I accidentally um, t- I I kicked you all out of the car and I went. So wait, let me let me go back. Corey, is that you? Is that you?
0: It is. Good morning.
2: Uh, Oh, good morning. Jumping in the car. What's going on? How you doing, Bud?
0: We're not good. Just leaving a meeting. I meet some guys every Wednesday morning that uh, are not in the same business as me, but uh, um, they all own businesses or work for some really successful businesses. And I meet them every Wednesday morning for coffee, and uh, it's a great way to start my day. And uh, cool. um, And we bounce some. business ideas and just family life and managing life and uh so every wednesday i might jump on a little late but i a great uh a great hour with some good dudes
2: <laughs> that's cool thanks a lot for joining i have you listened to any of the conversation that <laughs> we're this heated conversation i,
0: I just I, yeah i just heard you're gonna sue somebody and then adam was hitting on a you know, adam was hitting on a great point that i think all of us business owners at least everyone i know man um Collecting money can be a uh, a very challenging piece um, of what we do, and there's some level of how far we push that envelope. Uh, Adam, I would have probably just taken the check and dropped the charges because our time is also valuable. But I understand your principles of uh, we did the work, we have a contract, we expect to be paid in full, and we expect, obviously, now i have got to recover some lawyer fees. But uh, we have been through um, a lot more uh, collection claims, uh, court battles and small claims courts than I ever
2: would. play is not
0: fun when you work hard and not, and don't get paid, and that's it. that's an unfortunate part of probably every business. I'm gonna really.
2: I'm gonna tell you I'm gonna step in and tell you something that's interesting. Now I'm from the Northeast. Consumer laws are different. I talk about this all the time. Consumer laws in New Jersey are they're for the homeowner, so you're gonna have a hard time getting to the homeowner you're going to have a hard time convincing a judge that the homeowner's wrong it's really difficult to get money from a homeowner especially because they they protect them like it's crazy florida's exactly the opposite if the thing is they want you out of court they do not want you in court if you if you sue somebody you if you lose you automatically, it's the law, you automatically have to pay the attorney's fees of the opposing piece. You don't even have to have it in the contract. How interesting is that? It's messed up. Think yeah, about but
0: the, cha- the challenge sometimes is the reality, and I don't know, Adam, your experience with this, but we've won a lot of cases and not got paid because, you know, maybe the entity, we, I mean, we've lost some big, big, big money for some big corporate clients that have, you know, and they've closed up, uh, and that's been unfortunate. You know, you you win, you're awarded. They don't have any money, so we technically we win, but we still lose, and that's that really sucks. And and we've changed our uh, our business model to, to to protect ourselves better, and hopefully not get in those uh, what I consider volatile volatile relationships. Um, you know, I remember one company that we knew was we knew they were stretched, and we knew they were going bankrupt. We knew that and we just kept doing the work and they, and that's just bad business. We knew better and then later we're like, why Why did we, you know, they owed us a lot of money and um, so I think it's important to, to look at the warning signs uh, whether you're doing residential, commercial, doesn't matter what business you're in and make sure you understand who your clients are and uh, what their intentions are and, and then obviously the better you can document and protect, um, I think that's all crucial. I think some people are just, I think they're just they're out for. Yep. They have no intention of paying you, unfortunately. What,
2: what's the scenario in this case, Adam? What's your, what 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 happened here?
1: On the when the client didn't pay? Yeah, Yes. It was it was a it was a snow removal uh, contract, and you know it, it, it was a brand new restaurant that just opened up in our area here uh, in Monroe County, and uh, they just they just didn't pay. You know, we notified them. I don't can't tell you how many times, and, and we document everything very very well uh, through our CRM. And the beauty of it, also with our software, is um, when our guys are there uh, at GPS timestamps when they're there. So there's there's no <laughs> refusing that hey they, we didn't show up or anything like that. And but yet yet they yet they you know decide not not to pay their bill. And and to me, um, most of our work actually is residential, not commercial. But whether it be residential or commercial, a lot of these services they're luxury services. They're not necessities, and that's why I don't understand why. People take advantage of, of companies and decide not to pay them on services that are just not a necessity. You know, if, if, if you if you were broke and you were hungry and you went to Walmart and stole some food, I get it <laughs> <But> <laughs> to hire somebody to come out and spray mosquitoes or to mow your lawn. It's not a necessity.
2: And then they don't pay you. Know? you. I, I used to know yeah. a, a big company in New Jersey that would hire a bunch of us, a bunch of guys like uh, smaller companies that would to do stuff like that, snow removal, even some landscaping here and there. And then they wouldn't pay right away. And and it turns out what, what I heard through the grapevine is the reason why is because they the longer they held on to their money, the more money they made off that money. <laughs> so they waited. They waited till the end, you know, until they absolutely had to write you a check and then they would offer you some. How cr- that's just ridiculous. And there's a yeah, lo- one of
0: the things, guys. One of the things I was going to say, Adam, and I know your business model is a little different than ours, but we had to get really um, honest with our collection process. And we have a full time accounts receivable person um, separate from the person that sells the job, because I think that relationship can get convoluted when the sales guy is also trying to collect money. So we separated that's that true. in our business model. Um, but one of the things we do, um, if you get to 45 days we suspend service and um and what that does is protects us because protects in the years past we get to 90 we get to 120 but we oh no no they're a good customer they're a good <laughs> customer and i would say in our meetings i would say are they if they're if it why are they why are they at 120 so what we did and we've got some really some big clients that said, you're going to suspend my services at 45 days and we Yeah, that's just how our policy works. Um, And and it's been like, well, now there's been some exceptions. Owners can make exceptions. Maybe they said, hey, we we changed some staffing inside. Maybe we changed our payment software. Uh, You know, it's a UPS, for instance. We know UPS is going to pay us, but we've been really diligent about not letting our uh, collections get out of hand on residential work. We don't do that model anymore, but when we did, it was 50% down. When somebody would balk at that, I would uh, question their intentions. You want to put a $30,000 landscape in? You want me to order all the material? You want me to stage it? Um, we need 50% up front. And if you're not willing to do that, I, I question where we might be on this job. And, uh, and we would just say, we just need you to cover the materials. You know, we've got, right. uh, we're putting in a patio or a whatever it may be. And so I think um, it's important to, to really look at, um, you know, look at your collections, man. I, it, it's taken some great companies out of business including it just about did mine in 09 and 10 when we were doing work for a ton of huge builders and three or four of them failed in the in the kind of the collapse there um and we had a great company great clients great people and no cash and it was a scary scary time for
3: us Yeah, I mean, I I totally agree. You hit on a a good point there, though. You did a really good point there. Is the 50% deposit, man? I tell guys all the time, listen, you need to at least get your materials covered. So, your vendors or whoever you're buying your stuff from, you don't create that tight relationship with them, and they're not chasing you around. If your labor is the one that you're chasing, that's different. I mean, again, it sucks, but but when you can't pay your vendors or your suppliers because you know someone else you know relied on somebody else that's a difficult situation and that 50 percent deposit really qualifies that person
0: a hundred percent if they're not willing to do that i question their motives as well and um you know hey we're doing a 30 or we're doing a thirty thousand dollar patio you don't you don't you don't feel like the the eight pallets of stone we brought in and i mean you guys i got to get paid for that and and we found very little kickback um we do a lot of signed change orders, probably in the lighting business and Adams in the residential business. Um, we used to just say, oh, yeah, we'll change that. We'll flip that around. Um, it's going to be just a little more. And then they get the bill and a little more might be, a, you know, a couple thousand. And then now we're disputing. And let's just say we collect it either way. We dispute with the husband and wife. They go fine. We'll pay the 2000 extra. But the relationship's tarnished versus saying, hey, Mr. Smith, you um, I see you want to do a little extra over here. No big deal. Um, my guy goes back. He's got a uh, change order thing. It's got a carbon copy. He writes what we're changing. He initials, he puts the price on it. She initials it, rip off the top half. We keep it. We include that with the invoice. Man, that changed everything because nobody likes to surprise Bill and landscaping, and at least in my experiences. It's easy to say, yeah, just add that, do that, change that, move that over yeah. there. It's like building the house. Um, and next thing you know, um, their bill is thirty, you know, forty percent more than their initial, and and the husband gets home and says, "Holy shit, what's this?" Right. And so "All I, all I had him do was, all I had him do was, you know, they just added twelve feet on the back of the patio, and it's like, no, that, it's not quite what we did. We added some lighting, and we added some <laughs> patio, and then that changed the grade, and then we pulled, some, you know, we re-irrigated, and we pulled some, li- and it, and so what seems simple, those to me got us in the most trouble collecting money because. We did not communicate well from the get go. Well, Corey, we'll do what you say, but we sign off on
2: it. Corey, so 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 Adam also. So Adam's main gig really is maintenance. Is on a maintenance level, not so much on big building projects. You know, I get I get third to third to third, and and I keep things even all the way through. But when it comes to when it comes to a maintenance program, and when and when you are on a schedule, Adam. Uh does that, does that 45 days scare you? In other words, do a lot of people, do you get pushback? Are you afraid that if you say, listen, I'm cutting you off at 45 days, that there's just going to be another lawn service guy that's going to be, a, that the guy will just say, you know what, I'll go somewhere else?
1: It, it, it doesn't. And, and who does the collections in our company is my wife, Sarah. And you know, Sarah, her, her, uh, her motto is hashtag no filter, right? She has no filter. <laughs> so she'll she'll call the uh, she'll call the customer right up and 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 demand payment or or suspend a service and and how we handle it is like on on our mowing, you know we're invoicing out once a month and it's due by the fifteenth. If they're not paid by the fifteenth uh, she's calling and, and trying to get payment right away. So she's very good at cutting them off uh, quickly um, if not by the fifteenth very soon afterwards before we continue servicing the
2: property. That's good. I just don't want. Yeah, I, and you can protect you can protect yourself that way.
0: Hey, Adam, one of the things we did um, probably I don't even know fifteen years ago is we went to billing um, every other week, um, and I can tell you just it drastically improved our cash flow. Now, in some cases, companies commercially uh, and maybe even homeowners they only they only submitted a check once a month, but we built the first and the fifteenth. Um, or whatever that, you know, obviously depending on if that was a Sunday or whatever, but our, our model was the 1st and the 15th and when we did that, um, and that drastically improved our cash flow and our collection process as well. Um, I don't know, it's just something to toy around with. It sounds like your wife's all over it. And you can have those conversations not aggressively. I know understand the no filter, but it's very clean and professional. Um, Hey, sure. we've done the service. Was everything okay? It was okay? Okay, well here's what we'll need. We need payment and um at one point we went to a credit card only process on on lawn apps we had about 1200 residential uh, lawn care customers where we did the you know fertilization weed control and it was credit card only um and boy that was clean man it cleaned up our you know we were leaving door you know door hangers door, you know and then not getting paid and then what we would do is we would we wouldn't do the next round until we got paid for that round but then it would throw that it would throw that house out of schedule we had routines and logistics exactly. to it and um, so, you know, there's a lot of different business models for a lot of different people, but the ones that figure out, I just, one of the guys in our program today was just talking about collecting money, and he goes, Man, all I do is drive around and collect money. And I go, Here's it. Here's the deal. While you're driving around trying to collect money, you're not meeting with great people, you're not selling new clients, you're not focused on how you make your business better. You're just driving around collecting money, and I've done it. I've sat in people's offices, and they said, Hey, he's not going to pay you today. And I said, Well, I'll be sitting here until he does. Let me know what time you close. I'm like, I'm not leaving. Yeah, good and, for you. But that's, that's the not the best. You, and I did it for years, and we'd have these collection meetings every Tuesday, and every Tuesday was the worst day of my week, and we'd get frustrated, and I would take 20, and some guy would take 30, and we'd all call these people and have those uncomfortable conversations. And we when we took it out of our hands and put it into somebody else's hands who could do it in a professional way, um, boy, it changed our business. I don't have a collection problem today at all. Um, I mean, barely at all, and what a difference that makes when you uh, when you when you understand how important it is to collect money. I get guys I talk to all the time that are small. and They're like, I'm just so busy in the field, I haven't even built for two months. And I said, Stop, stop, stop! You're, so you're working for free? What do you mean you haven't you haven't built? Like you haven't built? He's like, Dude, I'm just ki- I'm crushing it. We're so busy, and I'm like, No, 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 no. There's nothing more important. An invoice in your work, man. I don't care what you gotta do. Get up at four AM, stay up till midnight. Like I love that you're busy and I love you're out in the field and man, it's just springtime, it's go, go, go. We'll get to it when we get to it. And I'm like, Man, you're missing such a huge part of any business. Like you don't go to Target, get your groceries and just kind of give them the peace sign and be like, I'll get you next time. I mean, you just don't. You got
1: you gotta collect your
0: money. One, yeah.
1: one, one thing that uh, we don't do this because we, we were trying to figure out how to um, figure out how to, how to keep track of it I guess but one suggestion that I had uh, when I was in a peer group uh, years ago um, was to pre-invoice out for like a month at a time say if you're doing mowing so send the customer a bill you know March 1st a month before you start mowing for say for four cuts and then get them on a, basically almost like a prepay once a month uh, that was an idea as well have to help out with that, yeah, and we I can do see that. How that could so, be very good.
0: So we do that on all seasonal services. So all most of our contracts are set up seasonal, again commercial, a little different than your model. Um, but you can still do seasonal contracts on residential. You know, in our market, would say, hey, we're you get twenty six mows, you get six lawn apps, you get a perimeter pest control, whatever it looks like. But in our model, we pre bill So April one, we we're a month that we build April, but they're monthly. So. X customer knows that they pay whatever $10,000 a month, and that includes everything. But we, you yeah, know, we built April 1 for that month, and so that's drastically helped our cash flow. But it also doesn't allow us to get behind because when they're at, you know, how we do our December 1st, oh, yeah. we bill it, we, we bill November snow service, November 1. And yep. um, so that, yeah, very simple model. But if you know um if, you have, if, they're, if they're set contracts man that works pretty slick and so yeah if you can get to something like that where you're uh using that man none of it help cash
2: there, there you're always s-
0: ahead of the collection curve
2: cory there, there are so many ideas that people come up with i've gone through it for for the many years that i've been in business where you can you have so many you just the whole idea is get get your money don't 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 wait and don't you're right i love the fact that you know you said to the guy hey you know you're you're out there collecting money you're wasting time you should be you should be building your business not not go it's like it's like you're almost backtracking but uh listen we're 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 gonna we have to wrap this thing up Corey. where are we where am i dropping you off today bud what are you doing today
0: uh just got to the office and um i don't know what we're doing today just i got a lot of phone calls to make i was out yesterday afternoon for a while so i'm gonna call some people back uh, probably answer some questions and sell some stuff so that's what we do we
2: look forward to seeing you on the on some some more social media (laughs) keep keep up the good work my friend keep up the good work what's going on where are you heading to uh adam anywhere anywhere special today
1: um, actually, in about an hour, I'm going to take off and get a little wind therapy on, on the ATV uh, with a buddy today. So I'm taking a vacation
3: uh, late morning and afternoon. <laughs> I like it. A on. hump day vacation. <laughs> That's, That's my I, plan.
2: I like it. That's really cool. And Jeff Hassan, what are you up to, <laughs> bud?
3: I'm doing a hands-on installation this morning with a the contractor. Then i got to come home and unload my truck and reload and head down to the shore to do a, a seminar for 20 contractors at an event tonight in uh, uh, Egg Harbor Township. I'm um, doing a landscape a little hour landscape lighting uh seminar for 20 contractors down there and then I'm going to go to a buddy's house down here and have a couple beers
2: oh there you go enjoy hump day right we got that's great just break yep. up break up the week if you can uh, listen I gotta I gotta yep. let this thing go because I got Adam in executive lounge is coming up in just a couple minutes he got some real some new stuff happening uh, so I'm gonna let I'm gonna drop all you guys off thanks a lot make sure you you, uh, you jump back in on the carpool tomorrow we'll have a fresh Later, new concept alright guys hey man <laughs> it's nice talking to all have you guys alright you too man thank you so much Care, guys. All right, guys. I'll talk to you soon. Hey, that was great. Love love hanging out with these guys. Drop these guys off. That's right. Turf Sub Radio's Carpool. Make sure you guys stick, stick around. By the way, every Monday through Friday, the Carpool, new topics, new thoughts, A bunch of new ideas coming through, and you'll learn a bunch of stuff. If you're in the business, lawn business, landscaping, whatever it is, green industry, you're going to learn a lot from these guys. We've got a good combination of a bunch of cool guys that are going to help you out every day, Monday through Friday. Make sure you stick around. Just in about two minutes, you got Adam Linneman's Executive Lounge. That's right, the Virtual Reality Executive Lounge. Take your seat. And learn a lot from him. If you want to be better in business, he's a great guy that's going to be able to teach you one on one, learn about some peer groups, stuff like that with the Green Executive. But listen, there's a lot of cool shows. The digital contractors coming up, I think at eleven o'clock. Then you got if you missed parts of this show and you want to hear it again, the carpool plays every replays every day, Monday through Friday at one o'clock. Make sure you tune in. Hey guys, had a great time. Make sure you guys stay green and make sure you keep your hands dirty. I'll talk to you later.